0: The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. So, raise your hands if you watch the Super Bowl. Lots of people did. Raise your hands if you actually watch the Super Bowl because of the ads. I would say that's probably a lot of you as well. Well, so what was the general consensus on the Super Bowl ads? Well, if you ask CNN, they took a look at them, and you know what? They were like, not the best year for Super Bowl ads. Came to and they're losers, and I just thought it might be fun to kind of tick down. I think we all probably have our favorites. But according to CNN, they felt like that the Bud Light Game of Thrones tease, that tie-in, if you remember that, was absolutely brilliant because it was surprising. No one was expecting that to come, and there it was, and people were like, huh? But they they really liked um, the fact that it was um, kind of a, a little bit confusing uh, but delightful. Now they also liked Google. One was about the military and how the words are being translated, um, and the hope for the human experience. And they, in general, they felt like the more emotional ads did better than the rest. Um, they also enjoyed Microsoft. This was the ad showing a special game controllers for kids who need them. Again, very uplifting, very emotional. Um, how technology can really help people accomplish things. Hulu was another one. Uh, This was really an ad for The Handmaid's Tale, you might remember. Um, So they loved that. They also loved Budweiser. I think anytime you can put, um, you know, the Clydesdales in an ad, that always tends to win. This was the one with Bob Dylan's blowing in the wind. And then, of course, Stella Artois. Uh, which featured Sarah Jessica Parker and Jeff Bridges and their roles from Sex and the City and The Big Lebowski. They liked that one as well. And, of course, The Washington Post, which was a serious one. You know, it's uh, it was a one-minute ad offering really uh, a statement about the importance of journalism, and Tom Hanks was the narration on that. Now, when it came to losers, TurboTax, Olay, Planters Peanuts, devour frozen foods um pepsi you know you may remember pepsi a lot of big uh, celebrity names in the pepsi ads you know uh, cnn did not like it and then the avocados from mexico uh turkish airlines audi and burger king and that was the one with andy warhol it's kind of like why what the heck why andy warhol so anyway I always like to hear what people think of those ads on the day after, or in this case, two days after. Um, I don't know that I had a personal favorite, to be honest with you. Um, I barely watched, period. I hate to even admit that, but I I had other things to do. All right. Our first profile today is the Reasonable Luxury Mom. This is a woman, 35 to 45, married with kids under age 12 in the house, making over 75 a year. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, working a little bit outside the home in a part-time uh, position. Uh, this is a woman who's really trying to juggle between her desire for luxury items and her role of being a mom and knowing that there's some guilt related to lavish spending on personal items. And uh, so she struggles with that. But at the same time, she must spend dollars On her family, which is really the focus of her world. So she feels like it's worth paying extra dollars for quality goods. She does enjoy owning quality things, and she will travel an hour or more to get to a place where she can find affordable luxury items like factory outlet stores. Um, She spends more time than anyone should in a car, and as a result, her kids uh, have an impact on where she goes and where she shops. Um, And as I mentioned before, she's willing to shop around, and she's always looking for bargains. So where is she shopping? What brands is she shopping? Uh, Clinique, MAC, L'Oreal, Victoria's Secret, Chanel, Cap, uh, uh, let's see, Calvin Klein. Oh, yeah, the good old Navy is also, she's a big fan of that as well. And she's driving a Volvo, Honda, and an Audi. So where can you intersect her? Well, she's consuming a lot of parenting uh, publications, you might imagine, um, like Parenting Parents, Real Simple, El Decor, Family Fun, Good Housekeeping are just a few of her favorites. Well, I'm really thrilled today to have uh, my guest be able to make time for me. April Kirkwood is the author of the book called Working My Way Back to Me. It's a memoir that brings readers up close and personal to her journey back to wholeness. And April's been committed to helping other people um, find their better self as well on the back end of painful um, challenges. She's a therapist, also the author of that book. And um, I'm thrilled to have her on to talk about her journey and how people can learn from her. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. So stick around. Purse Strings returns after the break.
0: Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you looking for the best in WordPress
2: speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
0: First strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan.
1: Welcome back. I think you know the headlines have been screaming the last many months around the Me Too movement, and um, it's all the talk at award shows and in publications. As it should be, honestly, um, really one in four women experience some form of sexual assault, and. Thank goodness for the Me Too movement. It's empowering women to take back their voice. Um, And so is April Kirkwood. Um, She's the author of the book, Working My Way Back to Me. It's a memoir that brings readers up close and personal to her journey back to wholeness. And as a therapist, April also helps others pass their pain to create a new life where they are stronger as a result. April, what good work you're doing. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. Um, I love the Women's Network. I love listening to it, and it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to have you on. I think your book is really important. I think the work you're doing is really important. Uh, I think it's taken on even more urgency and importance, uh, you know, in light of the Me Too movement, which I know we all agree that it shouldn't have taken a movement like this to make issues like this of... uh, paramount importance to the world, frankly, um, but I have to imagine that your own story plus the environment that we're in today probably prompted you to write your book. Can you talk about what what led you to be so forthcoming in your book?
3: For years, I was on auto. I was doing what I thought were the right things. I was going to college. I was married. I had children. And as my children grew and left, I had opportunities that I never had before to stop. And one morning, I got up and I looked around and I thought, it looks like I have everything, but I am... At a loss. I'm miserable. I started to cry, and it was kind of like my aha moment that I came to a fork in the road where I had to decide, was I going to keep living this fake life? I could kill myself, which I didn't want to do that, or I could do the work. And Here I am with two masters and years and years um, of knowing what to say to other people. But I was always afraid running around circles, never really meeting myself. And I decided right there to do whatever it took for me to come back and retrace the steps. And what I found, it was so freeing and I'm so excited everybody should do this because none of us almost none of us, have perfect lives. Uh, My life was filled with multi-generational women's issues, Me Too movements, women brought up in a time when they were chastised if they had passionate feelings for somebody. Uh, They tried to be a good woman, follow that. We were very um, church oriented. We were in conflict. They had mental health issues. They went to the altar um, and then they came back and they still did not feel well. They had men who were abusive and they were taught to be subservient. And, I little did I know that I, all of this dripped onto me. My mother was sexually abused. People would ask me if I was sexually abused and I would go, not me. And I think I was modeling and now I know I was some of those behaviors. We don't realize what we're doing most of the time. We're walking around in a slumber state on auto. And my belief is it's time for us. And this is the time for women. I love women. I'm a woman's advocate for us to wake up. We are living longer. We are living healthier. We have more freedom. We have financial stability to make choices, to change the woman's life for all of the generations. Never before were there women who in their 50s, 60s, and 70s were still really making groundbreaking decisions. We're not sitting on the patio swinging in a chair. We are out there. And my lust and love for the healing that I have and this this awakefulness, I'm awake, Mm -hmm. and I know what's happening. And guess what? I have no hate no anger, no guilt. I feel younger than I've ever felt before and freer. And guess what? I didn't change one aspect of my exterior life.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the process of really um, taking your, making your way through your life, processing that, having some of those aha moments And you kind of claimed it, right? Named it and claimed it. That that self really allowed you to free yourself in ways that you didn't even know you were chained, right? You just knew you were unhappy.
3: Uh, Yeah, I didn't. I thought I was okay. You know, until one morning, I really, it must have been a quiet moment that no one had been around for, you know, quite a a few weeks. And I looked around and I was unhappy in my relationship. I was unhappy that my kids moved away, really wasn't thrilled with my job. I didn't know what my purpose was, what I was here to do. And all these empty feelings inside that no matter what I bought, and I buy a lot, uh, I have a black belt in shopping, and no matter what happened, it didn't satisfy. Yeah. And I, I there was a void in me, and I didn't want that feeling anymore, and I decided to do the work. And because I had master's in counseling, I knew a little bit where to begin. And that was at the start of my life. I had found out that I had imprinted on a movie star. I got stuck there. Um, I My mother used me as a show pony. She had a borderline personality disorder. I was angry because she taught me to go out and make it in the world, but then she never let me out of the barn because mm-hmm. when her stormy days came, she pulled me out to please herself and to make herself feel good. Um, I had negative messages about men. You know, men are no good or men are only good for a dollar bill or men will cheat, they will hurt you. I had infiltrated a lot of those negative thoughts that I didn't even really think I had, Mm -hmm. you know, um, use what you got, manipulate it, work the system. I don't want to work the system and I don't want anyone to work me. I want to be in love with life and it's not about what's out there. It's about what's inside and changing that with, with a new awareness and and now that i'm awake oh my god i am so in love i enjoy people i watch people i've slowed down the my attraction factor has the people that i need just come into my life like and i'm just like where i'm like oh thank goodness you came i needed you today and I, i enjoy it i enjoy laughing with my friends oh women are such hoots and um I've relaxed, I've changed, I'm different. And I, I'm, I'm, I think other people can do that. And, and it's not as, as hard as it seems.
1: Yep. And in fact, I mean, that's really what your book's about. I mean, you, you share your own stories and your lessons that you've gleaned from those stories to share with readers and I'm sure they're learning so much from your experiences and probably see themselves reflected in them as well. But you know, you mentioned something about imperfections. Um, Wait a do minute. you feel that um, people are focused on external imperfections? Oh. They're really just a huge distraction.
3: <laughs> yes. And that is something I battle with. I ha- have never been this age before. I don't know what to expect. Um, I don't know how to react. I go to stores sometimes too. I don't even know like what department am I supposed to be in? You know, what's too young? What's too old? What's me? And I have learned, you know, to embrace it as part of the process of becoming wiser do I still care about my looks? Yes, but I would love to be beautiful at this age and I don't try to be 21. Thank God. In fact, thank God I'm not 21 anymore. That was chaos. (laughs) Um, Oh Lord. But I am learning to live in my skin. Mm -hmm. And um, if it feels good to get Botox, get a little Botox. If If you don't, if you're okay without it, don't get it. The thing is, being true to your core self and realizing that this is what brings me joy. I things bring me joy but I know they're not the answer to joy. Does that make sense? It does.
1: It does because you even I mean I know you I'm I'm spouting your book back at you but you even make a point of that in the book that people need to have that perspective, right? And mm-hmm. what you pass along I think is so wise that It's finding a way to be part of something bigger than themselves, to not be so focused, right, on themselves, and to find something that they can surround themselves with, right?
3: Right. The purpose of life, and I've been studying this now, is twofold. One is to serve. That does not mean being a martyr. One is to, to do something of service, and the other is to make it a lifetime commitment to learn about yourself. I really believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and most of what I sense now is not visual Um, I walk up to people and I can, you know, I walked up to somebody. I said, are you pregnant? And I don't even know how that's I'm Italian. Things just spew out of my mouth. And she looked shocked and she said, yeah, I just came from the doctor. Nobody knows you get guidance. And the more you do it, the more it happens. And the more, you know, what decisions to make, even if it's a mistake, I know that that mistake was made with an open heart. Um, with uh, a desire to learn. And maybe the mistake is the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not yeah. everything's perfect. We want life to be perfect. That's a movie. That's marketing gone wrong. Romance is marketing gone wrong. We ask for love, but we don't like the lessons of love. <laughs> we ask for peace, but we don't like how we have to learn peace. Um, on some aspects, you know, we've drank the Kool-Aid, And we don't even get what life is about. So what we do is we go on to auto. It's just easy not to think. Mm -hmm. Have a glass of wine, get your coffee, go to work, same highway, and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny, too, because, you know, you talked about Um, trying to identify this thing that's bigger than yourself to be part of. But at the same time, I know you also want people to be mindful, right? Be very, very mindful and to focus on the things too, that actually make them happy. So get out of that auto routine that you were talking about and really be cognizant of those things that give them joy, right?
3: And and we, most of the time, because we're on auto, we don't even know what brings us joy. Um, And, Some of it is what you grew up with, and some of it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't make you a bad person if you disagree or you choose to investigate another adventure in your life. And also, there's nothing written in stone. You can always change your mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not the end. This is the process. And there's times I've, you know, I've read books. I loved it. I took what what felt. That I needed to be fed. And then I go back and read it four years later and I get something completely different. We are in the process of growing. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of life. You know, even the Me Too movement, I worry that we, some people get stuck in hate, you know, take them down, take them down, do, do, do. What happens after? You can only hate that person so much. You can only take their job, take their money, make them get a divorce, which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying that some people don't deserve that. But what do women want after that? Then they have to begin the healing within and move on. Yeah. This isn't a crusade to kill Anyone who's ever hurt us.
1: (laughs) Right, because that's just part of natural life, right? We're going to get hurt. um. Yeah,
3: and and pain is part of learning. Pain, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm, I am not in any way excusing some of the behaviors that have gone on and we've heard about in the Me Too movement, but I'm more concerned with the women that I love and nurture and I want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And so it's really not about this person anymore. You did it. You said it. You moved mm-hmm. on. Now what are you going to do?
1: Right. How are you, how are you personally going to move on? Right. Um, but- yeah, April, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, I'm going to pick up on some more advice that you have that I think folks out there will find interesting. So stick around. More from April Kirkwood, author of Working My Way Back to Me, when we return in just a minute.
0: Her strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers
2: do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest it doesn't have to be Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Webmasterradio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic.
0: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan.
1: I've been chatting today with April Kirkwood. She's the author of Working My Way, Way Back to Me, which is a memoir that catches uh, readers up close and personal on her journey back to wholeness. And before the break, we were talking about, really, this is a is April's personal story. And she has a lesson that can be gleaned from almost every story that, that you share, April. And um, really, for April, as you were sharing, it's about, you know, focusing on Perspective and getting those distractions out of your life, getting yourself out of autopilot, and really trying to figure out what it is that makes you truly happy. And one of the things that you share in the book that I think is just such wise advice is, and we know this, we intellectually know this, but I don't know that we do it very often, is you encourage people to show the feelings, not just tell their feelings, which is easier said than done, and I think it's also part of the autopilot mentality. Talk a little bit about why it's so important to show feelings.
3: The reason it's vital is it's twofold. You get the healing when you do this, your energy lightens, and you attract other people who either one are on that energy level or two need that healing. Uh, I was at a restaurant with a bar in it and we were having some drinks and one of my friends came in and was going to have surgery. And I said, can I just have a moment of prayer with you right here at the bar? Well, I, my friends never forgot that. And now they introduced me. Watch if she knows something's wrong, she'll pray for you at the bar. Mm-hmm. I will reach out with courage and, And my only job, and I believe almost everybody's job is the same, I'm not speaking for the world, but is to love. And when you love and reach out, it changes the environment. Say somebody does something really wicked to you. Now you can get hysterical and yell, which I do sometimes, or I can pull back, soften my energy, look at them, and connect not on a personality level, but on a soul level of that person who is obviously making poor decisions and because their true self is not like that, we all know we we do things um, impulsively. The prisons are filled with people who have um, murdered uh, committed violent crimes impulsively so we want to be more mindful of the power we have we have such power and as women we are really powerful i mean uh, we are as the bible says um the heart of the home and the home is our body and the home is our physical home and our home is the planet Mm -hmm. and our home is the universe so let us take this, this beautiful temple we have in our bodies and use it to really do our work. And that is to love the world back to health. I don't and the more you do it, the more you you get the blessing. I hate to be selfish about it, but it's me who walks away with, you know, a skip in my step.
1: You know, you, you take on, um, a tough topic in the book as well. Um, specifically, uh, and you do this in your everyday life too as a therapist, working with women who are victims of sexual assault. You have a four-step process that you share. Can you Do you mind uh, talking us through those steps?
3: The steps of the process? Um, yes. I, You know, when you have been traumatized, I will tell you the truth. Your life is forever changed. You are not the same as the other children who have been traumatized through that experience and that's okay you can choose to take that experience and look at it from um, almost as though you know like the death experience when you're looking down you can detach and look at the experience as an observer and realize that it's not your fault but it is part of your story. Mm -hmm. And I then take my story and I look at it and say, why this happened? I may not know, but it did. It is the fabric of my life. It is the quilt of my life. Let me see the lesson in this. Perhaps this will be The moment, you know, sometimes our darkest moments are the greatest opportunities for healing and growth. Without that, you may stay in a stupor of auto. And then I take that and then I realize usually. And I'm not talking about your mass murderers, please. I'm talking about people who maybe their parents were addicts or maybe an uncle um, uh, uh, touched them inappropriately. Usually I have no trouble forgiving those people because they didn't know any better. We, uh, there isn't much in life that most of us haven't either done. Think about doing now are in the process of doing or may think about in the future and for us to withhold judgment from them and give them the, I don't, I don't agree with them, but give them the courtesy to understand that they are messed up and that they usually had no idea. I really believe Frankie Valley had no idea that he was grooming me to have sex, that he marked me forever And I am forever changed by this, but I am not limited by it. Mm -hmm. And I embrace this as my story and I use it to become wiser, more loving, and more understanding of others. And that's part of the process. For some people, it takes months. For some other people, it took me years. It Mm -hmm. took me until my mother passed away for me to feel safe enough to not hurt her Uh, And also, I was involved with a man who was very much like Frankie Valley. because of that. And when I mimicked the relationship, I got to see, is this what I wanted? Is this what I've been waiting for for 45 years? And and so, and I, I will never beat myself up for liking that man or for my mother's emotional ties to me, but I will not be limited by them. And I will not be hateful and I will not be bitter because this is what got me to where I am today. And I'm proud of who I am.
1: Well, and you're and you have this lovely book, Working My Way Back to Me, which I'm sure people probably are wondering where can I where can I purchase that. So,
3: where would you like me to send people today? Uh, you can go to Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, um, and you can also I have a manual coming out, Living in the Now with April, that will be out next month, of which you can buy separately, or you can work with me, or we can do a women's webinars. Uh, I'm also um, getting some bookings to go on circuit, speaking about this in workshops. <laughs> I also answer anybody's emails, course at gmail.com. That's course at gmail.com. Go to aprilkirkwood.com. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm giving away some of the manuals um, for Easter gifts when we renew our lives and start again. And it is never too late. I am so proud, and I will tell you this: when you become healed, though your life will change, and there will some people, there will be some people that you are too much for, too different. Um, don't view that as a uh, a failure. View that as an understanding that people are energies, and they they don't always mesh. And nothing lasts forever anyhow. So as long as you're elevating yourself and you're, you're lightening your load and you're finding your passion and you're aware you are well on your way to a wonderful tomorrow and a wonderful next year until we go on. Yep. April, thank you so much for being on the show. God bless you so much. And I love you ladies. Uh, We've all been damaged. We've all been hurt, but It's okay. It's not just okay. It's going to be wonderful. Join me on this journey. Living in the now, that's how you got to do it. That's right. Thank you, April.
1: Thank you. And thanks to my producer, George. Join me right here next week. Until then, make it a great day.